Jonah, chapter 1. The word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord, and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish, and so he paid the fare thereof, and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you. Uh, for your word tonight. I thank you uh, that you uh, have laid that firm foundation for us, uh, dear God, in your Son, in your word, given us your spirit as we, as we trust in you, God. And truly, of all people, we are, uh, we are most blessed, dear God. And Father, I ask for the filling of your spirit to minister the word to, to, to your people tonight. I thank you for each one that is here with us. Uh, in the church here, here here with us online as well and and I ask that you would just speak to and comfort and, and, and guide and help every heart and I pray for Lisa in the nursery tonight watching the children bless her and fill her also with your spirit and, and God how uh, thankful we are together as we consider that the word has gone out from this place today and uh, this morning in the children and adult Sunday school hour, the worship services, and now uh, by your grace this evening and whatever time you give us, Father, and we do echo that prayer for, for the message to get out there and the airwaves to be faithful and, or to be, uh, to be favorable. And, and Father, uh, uh, just work in these things. I appreciate uh, the work that so many do to, to make the, the message available. Uh, dear God, uh, through people that are watching and, and, and uh, listening online. Father, we thank you and praise you for that. And once again, just uh, beat to our hearts by your word, by your spirit, and help us to grow in thee. And, and Father, we do pray for, uh, uh, for those that just need that, uh, that song in the night and uh, as we sang about it. Father, we pray and ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You know, there's a lot in our congregation that have loved ones and that are facing themselves difficult situations. And I think in Job how God is referenced as the God that gives us songs in the night. And we need that. We, people need to, we need to be praying for it. And I believe we are. And uh, uh, remember, you know, the sufferings of others. We, we sorrow with others, don't we? And we rejoice with others. And we have... Uh, some difficult situations in the church that we have on our prayer sheet and uh um it's hard it's hard it's hard for the ones going through it it's hard for loved ones going through it and we need to we need to uh love others you know as we would want to be loved you know, put ourselves in their shoes <coughs> and ask the lord to help us to pray uh in in that sense and, and uh uh and i trust that god will do that uh, God gives songs in the night. If He can help uh, Paul and Silas to sing after being beaten, and uh, and that if He can take you know uh, Isaiah and others you know through uh, uh, through martyrdom, uh, then I think He's able. He's the God of all comfort. Amen. And we uh, we need to trust Him for that, and, and we can be thankful uh, thankful for that. All right, I uh, uh, felt just led to kind of fly over Jonah here at 10,000 feet and kind of look at an overview of what we've been through in the past weeks of Jonah and, and uh, just kind of a review of, uh, of what, what God's done and the Spirit would, you know, just give us some things to glean from it. 
uh, as, as he would have. I was thinking about Jonah, and uh, of course the traditional view is that Jonah uh, himself wrote in the third person as other books in the Bible. There are some others who believe that it was written by an, an anonymous author later on. Uh, but uh, it's really amazing to think as we, as we, have, as we have read Jonah. Uh, when we read Jonah, it really doesn't shed a very good light on Jonah, does it? And, uh, and either way you look at it, Jonah being the author, or others, or others being the authors of the information later, either way, the information came from Jonah, uh, because it was the Holy Spirit, and it was God's communications with Jonah between him and Jonah. So either he told us it, or, or he told others, and the Spirit uh, helped them right on to us. So either way, it came from Jonah. And you know what? You don't see writings in history like that very often, do you? Where someone shows you, let me just let me just show you what a difficult problem I was <laughs> problems I was having at this time. Let, let me reveal this part of my life to you. You know, there are there are histories of kings in Egypt and such that we pretty much have to just throw into the trash because they're so grandiose about themselves that, that you know you, you you think that you think that they were the Messiah, you know, and uh, and uh, uh, and that's the way a lot of secular history is because we generally in in our flesh don't like to talk about ourselves like that, but we see the Holy Spirit doing that time and again, don't we? We can be encouraged. That's just another sign of the inspiration of this book that God's given us the truth. And by the way, uh, we read that book. It does show us ourselves, doesn't it? We, we see self, things about our, ourselves in, in this mirror that just aren't too pretty. Uh, but thank God that, that's just a call to fix it. Amen. That's a call to repent and get things right and, and get God's grace and help going along. So we see as, as Jonah is, uh, is called to go to, this, uh, uh, to Nineveh and preach that, uh, that uh, Jonah heads for the ends of the earth the opposite direction uh, of the will of God. And, uh, and uh, what an astounding illustration of disobedience. <laughs> a prophet of God hearing from God. I mean, can you imagine uh, if, if, one of, if God spoke to one of us and we, we heard his voice audibly or even in a dream? You know, we, we don't, we'd almost be afraid today to, to, to share that, you know. But, uh, but uh, it's an amazing thing to have that personal confrontation, uh, communication with God. And Jonah had that. And then to what? Go to the other ends of the earth. It's an amazing illustration of disobedience, uh, Jonah, uh, Jonah doing that. Uh, and of course, we saw that his name means Jonah. I mean, his name means Jonah means dove. And it has the and we think of the, the dove flying out, out, out of the ark of Noah, how he found no rest for his feet. You know, the judgment of God was still upon all the earth when, that, when Noah sent that dove out the first time. And Jonah went out running away from God, Jonah, and what? He didn't find any rest for his soul, did he? He found God's judgment, uh, God's uh, chastening all around him. And, uh, and what, what, what a thing to ponder and, and, and think. Uh, when, uh, when God delivered uh, Judah to Babylon, uh, he condemned the spiritual leaders uh, in, in Jerusalem and Judah and such, and, he, and, and referred to them in Ezekiel 34 as shepherds. And uh, he condemned them for their lack of service to Israel. And, uh, and God uh, assured uh, the captives in Babylon through Ezekiel that one day he was going to come and shepherd his people and he was going to do the job right. And uh, giving, them, giving them an encouragement there. And uh, in Ezekiel 34, 11, we read, For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I, even I, will, search, will both search my sheep and seek them out. Uh, the shepherds hadn't sought the, the, sh the sheep out when they went astray. 
And boy, boy, do we see an, uh, that illustrated in Jonah. Amen. Uh, Jonah was one of God's sheep. And uh, Jonah went fleeing, didn't he? He went fleeing astray at his own accord. But you know what? Uh, the, shepherd, uh, the shepherd doesn't say, well, that sheep just went astray on his own accord. Uh, just let him go. No, what? The shepherd goes after him, didn't he? And boy, I tell you what, the shepherd went after him, didn't he? Uh, God went after uh, a Jonah. Uh, the radical forsaking of Jonah triggered the radical seeking of God. And uh, because God uh, cares for all his sheep. And by the way, he's serious uh, about us following him and about doing what's best for us. And we certainly see that uh, in Jonah. And we think of this amazing illustration of disobedience in Jonah that even in, uh, even in, uh, uh, in, in his, in his uh, fleeing from God, he, that, that he, is, he has a hardened heart. Uh, his heart is so hardened, uh, even to the point of what? Directing them to throw him in the sea. Throw me in the sea. You know, we don't see, we don't see any repentance until he's underwater, okay? I mean, we see, go ahead and do it. It's all because of me. You know, and, off, and off the boat he goes. That's a pretty hard heart. And, uh, and uh, God giving us quite an illustration and quite a, an, an event to, to think about uh, 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 from that. You know, I think about the mistake that Jonah made, what, not, hast, not hastening to God's, or listening to God's chastening. Uh, Hebrews 12, 5 Ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. So don't take it lightly, uh, and don't faint in the midst of it when he, when he, when he does chase when he does chasten you. What was, what was Jonah doing? He was taking it lightly. Well, I'll just disobey God. And by the way, he knew that storm came from God. We heard that from his own mouth in, 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 in the word. And, uh, uh, and yet what? He still has that hard heart until he's thrown overboard in the sea. So God commences a radical seeking uh, of, of Jonah, Jonah who has radically fled uh, from the Lord. And we saw that in his, in his fleeing, uh, what did he do? That he even uh, endangered those that are around him. Uh, running away from God. Jonah 1 4, the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so the ship was like to be broken. And what a sobering, what a sobering thing. Verse 5 Then then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God. And uh, they began you know, you know, crying uh, unto their gods. And we, we remember Israel when they wouldn't go into the promised land. They they disobeyed God. And, uh, uh, and what happened? Uh, God said to them eventually, your children shall wander in the wilderness 40 years and bear your whoredoms until your carcasses be wasted in the wilderness. Because of what you did, it's going to be tough on your children for a while. Now God was still with them. God still provided for them. God even gave them lands before they you know, got over into, in, in, into Israel and such. Uh, God was still good to them. But yet, there was, there was a hard, it was a hard time. There was a lot of people dying in a short amount of time. There were a lot of funerals. It was hard on those children because of the sins of those parents. Uh, but God got them through it. And it's hard on others when we run from God as, as believers, th those that are around us. And uh, uh, Hebrews 3.15, While it is said today, if you'll hear his voice, harden not your hearts. That's what Jonah did. As in the provocation, for some when they had heard did provoke. Howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by, by Moses, 
But with whom was he grieved 40 years? Was it not with them that, that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? God was grieved with those who had sinned in unbelief, not having the, the faith uh, to believe that God would take them into the promised land, the courage to face the enemies, that, that God would give them victory. And so God led them back and let them die off you know, in, in the wilderness. And uh, God says, learn from that. The best thing to do is to do his will and to do it now. We've heard what? Delayed obedience is what? Disobedience, isn't it? And that God is trying to teach us uh, uh, to obey. We sing to the children, action is the key. Do it what? Immediately. <laughs> and, and, and that's because uh, we trust God's heart. We know that he's best for us. So Jonah running from God, we saw in chapter 1. Uh, uh, or Jonah, yeah, Jonah running from God. And then uh, in, uh, in chapter 2, we saw Jonah running to God. We think of Jonah's uh, race away from God. Jonah's race aimed for the ends of the earth. Tarshish, you know, here I come. Uh, you know, as, as far as they perceived, as far as the known world that way, in the other direction, here I go. That was Jonah's aim in his disobedience. Uh, he aimed for the ends of the earth. Uh, in Jonah's race, he aimed for the ends of the earth. But in God's chase, God diverted him to the belly of hell so that he could bring him to repentance. Uh, God's serious about seeking his sheep. Amen. And uh, uh, what, a, uh, what uh, an event Jonah went through. Jonah 2.1, then Jonah prayed unto the Lord his God out of the fish's belly and said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell. Sheol cried I, and thou heardest my voice. So he repents, and, and remember, he, he, he even prays toward the, uh, toward the temple in faith. Faith in his heart uh, thinks about that. He finds the mercies that Solomon pleaded for the rebellious outcasts who would turn uh, uh, from the Lord in their hearts. And so in that repentance and in his heart, uh, he, uh, he comes back to the Lord. He wants to get things right. He wants to do what's right. Uh, I was thinking about uh, that and Jonah running from God and, and then uh, God bringing him to repentance and such. And, and I was thinking, you know, the dream, the dream of the disciple can become the nightmare of the backslider. The dream of the disciple can become the nightmare of the backslider. And uh, it's one and the same. And you'll find that in Psalm 139 uh, and 5 and following. The, the dream of the disciple, here it is, David speaking and writing, Whither shall I go from thy spirit? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? <laughs> if I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, who's this sound like? <laughs> A lot of this stuff happened to Jonah, okay, of the sea. Even there will thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. <laughs> I believe David is remembering that in a good time and, and, and writing about the victories. But I want to tell you, Jonah found that out in the bad time, didn't he? He found that out when he was running from God. And what was a comfort to David, uh, uh, no doubt, was a nightmare uh, to Jonah as he was trying to run from God. Until what? Until he realized, I need to bow my heart to God. I need to get right with him and get doing uh, what, 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 he wants, what he wants me to do. If I, if I say, sure, the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about, about me. And that's the way it is. By the way, I'm thankful God's always after us. Amen. And uh, uh, I, I, would want, I would want that to be. I'm glad he doesn't leave us alone. You know, one of the things that gives children security is that their parents set boundaries. 
You know, they, they, they let them know when they're pleased and, they, and, and their, their behavior is what it ought to be. Uh, and there are certain rewards given according to has the children's personalities and such that will, that will be helpful to them. And when they're disobedient, what? There are disciplines according to those personalities too. And both of those things, the praises and the love and the, and the disciplines in love, what? Give that, that child security and safety. And, you know, uh, as we get to know God, as we get to know our Father uh, through faith in Jesus Christ, it's the same way. It becomes a comfort to us. We remember when we strayed and how God reached down and it wasn't very pleasant. <laughs> and remember the joy that God gave us and, and, and the song in the night that God did give us going through that trial, whatever it might be. And our hearts are comforted, what? In that my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man, what? Pluck them out of my hand. And that becomes a comfort as we begin to realize I really am in God's hand. I really am one of God's sheep. And, uh, and that, is a, that, is a great, that is a great comfort. And Jonah repents. And his repentance brings thankfulness and praise. And a renewed resolve towards the will of God. As well as an enlightened perspective of the utter foolishness of idolatry. And of those who, who, who run from God or who worship other things. Jonah 2.8. But they that observe lying vanities, what? Forsake their own mercy. Uh, worship anything else but God. And of course, what do people mostly worship today? Covetousness, money, material things. Worship anything else than God? Uh, it's a lying vanity. doesn't matter what it is. Uh, Jonah says, But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed. I'm going to go to Nineveh, just like you said. I'm going to go preach that message. Uh, Salvation is of the Lord. You say to me, God, uh, I, 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 uh, I was running away from you. I was worthy of death. And by the way, perhaps he did die, we saw. Uh, matter of fact, God might have brought the very penalty of physical death upon Jonah for his disobedience. That's how far God can take a believer, by the way, for disobedience. Uh, sometimes he'll take him all the way to physical death. Now, of course, we know with Jonah, we, we believe if he did that, he, he obviously brought him back from, the back from the dead. But he will do that. He will bring people to death uh, if, if that is the case. Uh, but uh, he, he does and knows, uh, knows, uh, knows what is best. Jonah is amazed at God's hand on him. He's given a miraculous ride to the beach uh, in a whale uh, that God prepared. And... Uh, he is spit out uh, likely on the western shore of the Mediterranean Sea or perhaps at the very doorstep of Nineveh by, by means of a flooding Tigris River. Either way, he gets to Nineveh and uh, God mails him uh, there uh, to where God wants him to be. And we see the greatest revival perhaps ever affected in history there in Nineveh. Uh, the word came to the king of Nineveh, verse 6 of chapter 2. He arose from his throne. He laid his robe from off him, covered him with sackcloth and satin ashes. He caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water, but let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell? If God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger, that we perish not. And God saw their works, and they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he had said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. What an amazing event. What an amazing event. 
uh, Jonah running with God in, in Jonah chapter 3. <clears throat> and in Jonah chapter 4, uh, we find that Jonah runs against God. Jonah runs, unfortunately, against God. We saw uh, that amazing revival. And right opening up in chapter 4, we see what? We see an amazing propensity towards grief. Where do you find Jonah? The same ungodly grief and anger that first poisoned Jonah's heart and caused him to flee from God at the thought of Nineveh repenting is now kindled to wrath at seeing the extensions, the extension of God's mercy toward Nineveh and seeing Nineveh repent. What happens? That which he thought about and got angry about now comes to fruition. And what's he do? It starts right back up again. It starts right back up again and flares this wrath in, in, in his heart, in his mind, and his thinking. Uh, that's why I say this is a miraculous book. <laughs> it doesn't paint a very good light on Jonah, okay? And we can thank Jonah's uh, being uh, uh, moved by the Spirit to, uh, to see that this, that this got put down in writing, amen? And uh, uh, what, a, what an amazing thing. But he's so angry, you know, that, that Nineveh repented. But it displeased Jonah exceedingly. And he was very angry. Very angry. Uh, and the Lord said in verse 4, Doest thou well to be angry? And we see God now. God in his infinite wisdom always knows how to act and what measures need to take place. First, he sought Jonah severely. It was a severe uh, chasing, a severe seeking of that sheep. Uh, but now Jonah has been through all this. This man is getting wore down. <laughs> he has been uh, to death's door, at least. Uh, probably, uh, possibly died. It seems like he did. Rose again, perhaps. Has been inside a whale. Has, has perhaps you know, drowned, as has been made. Has been through so much. I mean, he is flat getting wore out, okay? And we see God, it seems, dealing with him a little more gently toward the end. Even though his anger has flared up again. We're we going to be amazed at the anger that, that has come up in him again. I mean, one of us might have jumped on. How can you do this again? What, what's God say? God knows where he's at. God knows the, how tired he is. God knows his weaknesses. God loves Jonah. And so God is dealing with him. Drawing him. You know, with bands of love. And, uh, and, uh, and, and endeavoring to get him to see. Uh, an amazing propensity towards grief that Jonah had. And uh, uh, let's not be too amazed, okay? We have the same nature, amen? And if we don't have our eyes on God, we can get grieved at some pretty silly things. And uh, it's amazing what we can get grieved at, if especially you know, if we're tired and weary and worn and the circumstances around, around the, uh, of life are, are, are pressing. It's amazing what we, what, what we can get angry at and grieved at if we don't have our eyes on God. Uh, an amazing propensity towards grief. But then what do we see in God's response? We see an amazing presentation of grace. <laughs> an amazing presentation of grace. What does God do? Uh, look at verse 6 in chapter 4. The Lord God prepared a gourd and made it come up over Jonah that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceeding glad of the gourd. What, what, a, what, a, what a great God. By the way, another, another, another miracle, God prepared this gourd overnight. Jonah on his own accord, God didn't tell him to leave the city. Uh, Jonah on his own accord goes outside the city, on the west side of the city. 
And he's sitting out there baking in the sun. <laughs> I mean, just, just waiting, you know, maybe, maybe they won't repent. You know, maybe they didn't really mean it. He's waiting, he's waiting. He's about to pass out, it seems. What does God do? God makes him a gourd, prepares him a gourd overnight. That thing has some water in it and produces some shade, a little better than Jonah's booth that he made. Oh, the mercy of God, the mercy of God. We see, a, we see, a, we see a, a merciful act of grace as God is making this ma- amazing presentation of grace. Then what do we see? Then God gives a ministering analogy of grace as he explains what does he do with the gourd eventually after Jonah does get some respite from it does get some shade from it for a while does become kind of attached to that gourd so to speak though he put no labors into it then what does God do just like he brought it up overnight he eventually slays it over in, in one night and it perishes and Jonah is what yep he's angry again you got it uh, he, he, he's displeased again and uh, here comes that question again Doest thou well what? To be angry over the gourd. God's still dealing with him. God's still working with him. God prepared a worm and the morning arose the next day. It smote the gourd that withered. Came to pass when the sun did rise that God prepared a vehement east wind. There's that wind after him again, just like in chapter 1. And the sun beat upon the head of Jonah that he fainted and wished in himself to die and said, It's better for me to die than to live. God said to Jonah, Doest thou well to be angry for the gourd? I do well to be angry even unto death. And the Lord, and then said the Lord, Thou hast had pity on the gourd, for the which thou hast not labored, neither madest it grow, which came up in a night, and perished in a night. And should I not spare Nineveh, that great city, wherein are more than six score thousand persons that, uh, that cannot discern between their right hand and their left, and also much cattle. And uh, what, uh, what an amazing thought. Jonah, you've had pity on this gourd. You didn't farm it. Uh, you didn't cultivate it. It gave you some relief. You're very angry. Yet you had pity on this gourd. Though you had no investments in it. How about if I have pity on people that I have invested in? Is that okay, Jonah? And I think as God was holding up the mirror of his graciousness and goodness before Jonah, just like us before the word of God, I think the last word kind of ends there with the idea that God did get the last word. And I, and, and I would like to think that God knew just what Jonah needed. And uh, I think of Job when God got to him, finally in the way that only God knows how and God can. I have heard thee by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye seeth, wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And I like to think that Jonah realized, you know, God, you're right. <laughs> Uh, after a while you know even even such a hard heart you get tired of being angry at God (laughs) he's so merciful he's so good his presence is made so real by the way in chastenings and in comforts amen I've, I've experienced them both very real I'll tell you and it's comforting to know uh that God is there and that, and that we can trust him, we can, we can, re, we can recline on him, even as uh, God wanted Jonah to do, to, just to give in to him and to let him lead, lead the way. And so we're thankful for the record of Jonah. And uh, uh, we'll go ahead and pray, and then I want, do want to read that missionary letter and, uh, or two, and we'll possibly get done uh, a little early uh, tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you.
thank you again for for this message of Jonah the, Jonah the prophet and, and Lord you mentioned him uh, as you preached on this earth and uh, he came as an ominous sign from God uh, with an ominous message from God he, he came in both ways to Nineveh and yet he had a lot of problems you sent him you searched him out you helped him God and and uh, you did in his life what he needed so that he could glorify your name. And Father, I'm sure that uh, as Jonah would look at that now, he, he would be thankful for what you've done. He, like we, would be sorry for whatever rebellion we put out before you. For however we may have delayed in following your word and your voice that you called us. And, and Father, help us to remember our flesh when we read about people like Jonah. Uh, uh, we, we are people of like passions, dear God, and, and we need your grace. Uh, we need your giving as we considered this morning, always and ever. And Father, I thank you. Uh, I thank you for this church. And, and I pray it help us to walk with you. As, as, as you chasten us when we stray, help us to learn from our chastening and, and God to, to walk in, in a right way. And Father, uh, as you give comfort in the trials that we face, help us to be mindful and to be thankful of the comfort you give, being the God of all comfort. And, and, and the, being in the scriptures, that to the, to the patience and comfort of the scriptures that we might have hope. And Father, uh, help us to be careful to thank you and praise you. And Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. Amen. All right, I have a couple of letters here. Uh, this one is from Brother Bernard. It's his December letter. It's the latest, uh, latest one I have from him. Uh, Brother Bernard in Curacao, he says, Every day there's, uh, there's, there is news and updates of the COVID, causes, uh, COVID cases here on the island, and sometimes it seems like the news uh, on it are all, is too often. He says, uh, Here, as in most places, the rules of the government has put in place has had an effect on how churches meet and even what is allowed during services. Uh, attendance has gone down dramatically in some churches due to the small number I normally have on Sunday mornings. This has not been a problem for me as yet. Uh, it has had it has had effect uh, it has affected the Wednesday group since it was uh, something that was open to me at the neighborhood center, and it has uh, has been closed uh, once again. The closing of the center is primarily because of a stricter curfew the government has put in place because of the rising COVID cases on the island. Uh, the curfew used, used to begin at 11 p.m. and now is at 9 p.m. The earlier time has not been a problem for the Wednesday night Bible study as everyone is within 15 minutes of their homes. Amen. Uh, we are able to leave close at 8.30 p.m. and still have enough time to get to our homes and be off the streets. All this can change if the government decides to order a lockdown that we, we previously went through back, uh, back in March, uh, March of last year, obviously. I can only pray that this is not ordered again. It will mean cancellations and rescheduling of appointments that I currently have in, in December and January. In all of this, uh, the people that attend on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights are faithfully attending the services. I uh, pray that they will not be discouraged and will continue to have the desire to hear the word of God and to reach out to lost friends and family uh, with the gospel of our uh, Lord and Savior, uh, Jesus Christ. 
Let's pray for our Brother Bernard. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Brother Bernard and thank you for his ministry and uh, service for you in Curacao. And we thank you for the help and grace you have given him uh, to continue and to be faithful all of these years. And we do pray for the meetings there that, uh, uh, as well as here, that COVID restrictions would soon lift. We pray that, uh, that we would be allowed to, uh, uh, to uh, respond wisely as we see fit to the science of this thing and, and to, to, uh, to, re to respond by your grace, even as we have here, and to enjoy uh, your, your blessings on us, Father, as we look to you. And Father, we pray that for Brother Bernard and, and, and there that uh, they might open up and be able to have uh, their services, Lord, in a safe manner. And, and, uh, and I believe that since he's written this letter, he's been able to come back to the States and, and has had some, had, had some appointments in January and is now looking to get back down to Curacao. And I pray, God, that you would help him with the further appointments that he had and also in getting back down to, get down to Curacao. Uh, help those people, Lord, as they wait for him there. And, and Father, help us uh, just to keep lifting him up in prayer. Father, we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Have uh, <clears throat> one <clears throat> from <clears throat> the Herzls. <clears throat> they said, "Thank you for your for your support as we are. Uh, Thank you for your prayers and support as we await our release from quarantine. Uh, they went through the quarantine of New Zealand, and last I heard, we're still in the quarantine at Vanuatu. Uh, and he's, he said, uh, God's been good and supplied well for us. Steve and Lynn have been a great help in providing food that is safe for Ari to eat. She has a lot of food allergies and such that some of you might remember uh, that can make it difficult for her sometimes. Uh, we are thankful that staff has been accommodating to that end. As of yesterday, we have been told that uh, we will be released on Saturday the 30th, and that would be, I think, of January, uh, since they count, nights in they count nights in quarantine, not days. This means 15 days in total, so more, so more than halfway there when this, this was sent. We still do not have our two missing bags, uh, uh, though we do have confirmation they should be with customs and 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 being held uh, until our release we are praying and trusting that uh, that there will not be too much trouble or cost and that everything will have arrived in working order and uh, they said we are truly blessed by your heart to give to the work you are making an impact in lives and souls of Vanuatu our sending church has asked us to ask that you please send all support through a physical check to the church if sent to them. Please do not use the church's tithely, uh, tithely account as it caused issues with keeping support and church ties separated for recording purposes. Please feel free to get in touch with me if you have any other questions about sending monthly support or special gifts uh, for the ministry at, uh, at Vanuatu. So and I don't think we've had a problem with that uh, in, our, uh, in our giving to them. All right, we'll pray for the Herzls and we'll uh, close for tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Brother Jim and Sister Ari and uh, their family, Father, as they have ministered uh, the, the years over there. Tara and Michelle, their daughters, now married. And, and Father, uh, the in-laws there, uh, second, gen second or 
second or maybe third generational missionary families there. Father, what a blessing to see how you give your people strength, how you take care of, of, of people for generations, how you care for your sheep. God, we thank you. We praise you. We thank you for the many souls that have come to faith in Christ through our missionaries and through these dear ones at Vanuatu. We thank you for the word of God that's gotten into the schools there, for the very uh, uh, the government that has received your word and recognized that it's what their island needs. And Father, what a blessing that is. And, and we thank you and praise you for that. We do pray you continue to bless them as uh, I've heard they're expanding their school, including more classes now. And, and Father, bless them and help them in that. Do help them getting through. Uh, this, uh, this quarantine, we pray. We pray they, they would get the missing bags back uh, that they've lost and travel and that they would get back to them with, with all things in them and, 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 and safely and without being damaged. And, and Father, we thank you uh, for their faithfulness. We do pray for uh, Sister Ari as she has struggled so much with, uh, with the diet and, and food allergies and it's, it's a struggle to be being careful all the time and watching there and also, Brother Jim, with a, a prosthesis that he has, and, and uh, he, he hasn't said much about it lately, but I know there's been times when it's been, been a real struggle. Uh, the recent uh, uh, reparations that they've made have been uh, very beneficial and a blessing we've heard. And we just pray you continue to give them grace and strength there. Bless them both. Father, bless their children and new families. And, and Father, we thank you for the fellowship that we can have uh, in the gospel around the world here in our place and, and around the world through the missionaries you've allowed us to, to support thank you God uh, for this church tonight and Father I just pray and ask it in Jesus name Amen